live show called Business Power Hour. I loved the panel presentations we did at the Authentic Sellers Summit so much and I got a ton of feedback that you guys loved them and you loved hearing us just talk about business and chat and there were so many good takeaways and it was really fun being live all together and so I decided to make it into a weekly show. So every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can join me inside my Facebook group for a special panel presentation. Today, we are going to play the audio for you from the Power Hour we did last Thursday. If you like this format, come live to the live show. I'll be live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group with a new panel of experts talking about a new topic every week. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. You guys, welcome to Business Power Hour. We're talking about what the fuck to post on social media. So if you know you need to be posting on social media, but you can't figure out what to post, you don't know what to post. Every time you open up your phone, you feel like you're going to barf and you're like, I don't know what to say. This is all stupid. Why would anybody listen to me? (laughs) We're going to talk about all the things today about how to figure out what to post on social media and how to make just an easy content strategy and plan for yourself and then i'll let our guest panel the superstar guest panel introduce themselves carly you want to go first uh sure i guess i have to now uh, yeah thanks carlin <laughs> um i'm known as that content nerd on like everywhere because i'm 100 percent a nerd you guys can't really see it but it's a venom poster behind me i've got crash bandicoot on today um nerd life for the win um i'm a social media manager and content strategist and really i'm just obsessed with simplifying social because i think it's been made to be difficult and that's like a whole soapbox for another day but it's really not that hard and i'm obsessed with making it easy for people awesome thanks so much for being here who's next I'll go next. Perfect. Uh, I am Alice Bolte. I run a company called wildflowersgrow.co and I help empower women towards wholeness and um, helping them bloom amidst the storms of life um, through spiritual Christian spiritual care and life coaching. Um, basically helping women find rest, wholeness, and their absolutely powerful purpose. I am so motivated to help women who feel like like life is just like they can't get anywhere in life because that's where I was um, a few years ago. And I had been doing therapy and counseling for 17 years. And I found life coaching and life coaching classes and a whole new world opened up. My whole life changed. Um, and so one of the cool things about um, why I'm here today for what to post on social media is uh, I ran a company called cabinapron.com. I have a, I do business coaching. It seems like I really attract like clients who want business coaching, especially like when they feel like they have like this spiritual purpose and they need to get this message out in the world, like from their soul that I just like, I keep having people come to my doorstep who have that need. And it is just a beautiful thing to help women in that. So cabinapron.com, um, I started that in 2016 and uh, I started I feel making- like Alice is very modest. That's why it was very successful and has yeah. made her a lot of money. And fun fact, Alice was one of my first masterminds when I had my blog. We were in like a little master, like back probably in like, I don't know, 2016, 2017 or something. Like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it feels like several lifetimes ago. Yes, <laughs> several yes. internet lifetimes ago. Yeah. But I love that. Well, thank you so much for yeah. for being here. And then last but not least, Ms. Corlin Hazelwood. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here and with such other powerful women as well. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me. Um, a little bit about me. I help coaches and course creators, um, digital product creators as well. We can kind of throw in there, systemize and automate their businesses so that they can help more people make more money and do that in less time. And I am a little bit different than the business coaches you might see on Instagram. I really focus on the tech side of things. But the reason why I'm here in terms of talking about social media and content strategy is because we've been able to do over, I think we're just about to hit 700,000 in sales uh, in all organic social media content um, in the last two and a half years. And 
So a lot of people always ask me questions about this. And while it's not my uh, bread and butter, I have a lot to say about it. And I, I really do love having conversations about it. So I'm excited to, to share with you guys today. Yeah, Coraline's like a genius at selling on Instagram stories. I always tell everybody to like go follow your account to learn how to do sales in a like a non-annoying way. <laughs> I'm the anti-salesy sales sales girl. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys so much for being here. I would love to hear, and you guys can put questions in the chat. I know some people are watching live. If you guys want us to talk about anything specific, I feel like the live people in business power hour, you guys are like VIP. So you are like here with us all together. If you have something specific you're struggling with, with your social media, let us know in the comments and we can have a conversation about that. Because if you're struggling with it, I can guarantee you other people are struggling with it as well. But I would love to get your guys's input. Something I hear a lot from people is like, oh, I know I should be posting, but I'm not doing it. And like, how do you know what to post? And I don't know how to come up with a strategy. And like, I don't even know where to start. All that types of stuff. I'd love to hear like, just a tip from each of you. Like, what would you say to someone that's like, I know I want to start posting on social media consistently maybe and a lot of stop start. I have two kind of brands. I feel like you guys let us know in the chat what brand <laughs> you are. But I have one person that is just like, I want to start posting, but I just don't know how to do it. I need to know exactly what to do. How do I start? What do I do? That whole thing. And then I'm, the other brand I have is like the stop start people where they'll post for a while and then they stop and they really struggle with like that consistency piece. And so I would love if you guys could give maybe some tips for them. What do you think people should do that are in one of those two camps? There's so many different avenues we could go down. You got to just pick one and we'll go. You just start it off and we'll follow you. <laughs> I, you know, I think on the people who haven't started, it's usually like a overthinking analysis paralysis type situation. And usually we're making it way more complicated than we need it to be. We're thinking I need Canva graphics and I need brand photos and I need all of these things. And I'm a big proponent of just like starting with your notes app and just really, truly just starting with what you have. Um, you know, that random thought that pops into your head that you think, oh, like maybe that's insightful to share. Write that down in your notes app, take a screenshot of it, like put that thing up, you know, put your little handle on the bottom so people know it's you if they do end up sharing it and, and put it out there. Like, you're never going to get really good at creating content without creating content. So if it sucks for a really long time, sucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in air quotes, because it's probably going to be very helpful, yeah. then let it be. But like, what are you telling yourself is required in order to start? And can you cut all of that out? Because it's probably none of it's like, people are just writing things on post-it notes these days and taking a photo of that. And that's fine. Like, as long as you're doing, as long as you're starting, that's enough and you can get better at it in time. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect right now. So cut, cut the fluff. All the fancy stuff is not required. I love this. Rebecca, I'm so excited to see Rebecca. Rebecca says I'm back from the business dead. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see if I can share the comment. Let me see. Can you guys see it? I'm back from the business dead, deciding about sharing more my next phase of journey because I feel like that will be really powerful versus niche content versus having some social be just for complete fun and self-expression they're very connected so I'm probably overthinking it yeah I think I think Corlin's right too in what she's saying like you'll figure out what you like posting and where the messaging is and all that stuff by posting like I think people think like oh I'm gonna figure out my exact thing and all of my stuff and like I gotta get my marketing right and my niche right and everything right ahead of time and a lot of people figure that out as they go like I know very few entrepreneurs that just picked all that in the beginning and then they just followed that. And now that's what they're doing. Usually yeah. we've all been in different niches. We've all tried. I thought I was going to be a dating coach for a minute. Does anybody remember that? <laughs> like We can all laugh about that, right? Like, I mean, we've all tried on different, sometimes as entrepreneurs, it's like you try on different things. So just try it on and see how you like it and see if you can get into a groove with it. What about you, Alice? Do you have tips for people that are in that stop start or even just trying to get started like the very first post kind of a thing? Yeah, I think that, um, so 
I have a background in visual communication and design and uh, graphic design and advertising. So some of that, like there's a lot of technical stuff you could go down and say like, you know, all the tips for um, the different platforms and the color theory and your, and your story and your, your, you could get down this rabbit hole of being perfect about what you should post. And I could share all, some of that kind of stuff, but I really think, you know, if you don't know what to post or you're stopping and starting posting, going back down to saying like, why, why am I not posting? What is the message that I'm telling myself that I'm believing that is stopping me from posting? And I think that's really where the work um, really comes in, like just having a self-analysis and sitting down with that and then replacing that with a belief that will help you and empower you forward. And that's not just like, if you're not knowing what to post on your business or you're stopping and starting on your business for social, it's that's, there's more to the rest of that recipe, right? There's, there's more in your business that is stop starting or is not starting because of this one belief. So that's going to, that one thing. And that's what I do pretty much with, with people and, and business coaching and stuff is like, there's this one thing, but like, what we can, we replace it with, like really be honest with yourself about like where you're at in your journey. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think one of the ones I see a lot is we talk about in the mastermind a lot about being in a business pressure cooker, right? And people do this a lot with launches, but they do it with social media too, where it's like, I have to do it right. And it all has to be perfect. Or I'm not going to make any sales and the business is going to fail and I'm never going to be successful. And it's like, it's all like, it means a lot of things. And what mm -hmm. I always try to get the mastermind to do is I'm like, what if it just is one social media post and it doesn't it's not a make or break moment like a lot of new entrepreneurs make every kind of moment in their business is like oh it's all on the line it's all come down to this it all has to be perfect right and what Alice is saying is like what if it doesn't mean that like what if it's just one post of a hundred billion times you're gonna I can't even imagine how many times I've posted on social media in my career like a bajillion posts right? And it's just one of many posts. It's not that serious. And not to be like, oh, it's not important. But it's like, sometimes we make this stuff into such a big, scary thing. We make it mean so many things about us. We make it mean so many things about our business. And it's like, what if it's just one post? <laughs> so I think neutralizing it, if you guys are doing that, and you're having a belief that's like keeping you stuck like that, can you go for something more neutral? And then what about you, Carly? Because I know you work with a lot of people doing social media content you have tips for people that just like don't know what to post like how do you even figure out what to post yeah like I want to say too um as far as like the start stoppers or those who are like finding excuses not to post like the well I don't know what's the best time what's the perfect strategy how what's like what time should I show like what's the best that stuff drives me crazy. But like at the end of the day, like there is always like a reason, like how we've been talking, but I want to speak specifically to those people who are really scared about what other people are going to think or the shit that they're going to get. I did not show up on social media for so long because I had been called fat all my life and I was terrified of being called fat on social media. And you know what happened? I got fat. On, I got called fat on social media and I was like, oh my God, the whole world's coming to an end. And then one day I realized, I was like, hold on a minute. You're telling me that I was cornered by bullies in the bathroom, but I'm scared of some twerp on Instagram with no picture. Like, are you kidding me? Like, at the end of the day, my favorite thing to do, and there are times I've literally hit video reply and I've said this. It's like, I'm so glad your eyes work. And what? <laughs> like, I am so glad that you can see that I am a fat, gorgeous woman. Like, I'm so proud of you. Is there anything I can do with that information for you? Like, what else? What next? And it's like, once you kind of understand that, there's nothing that anyone can say to really weaponize against you. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't hurt. But like at the end of the day, it's like, I also have two eyes and a nose. Like, are we going to go, oh my God, you have a mouth? Like, whatever. So for one thing, you have to get over that and just realize the worst thing that can happen to you on social is someone's an asshole. And at the end of the day, you're probably never going to come across this person again. That's what block, bless, and release. Like, that's what that is. But once you get over that part, the next thing you know is what do I post? You know what it is you need to say. You're just too scared to say it. Yeah. Like, you know what your people need to hear, but you're scared of the shit you're going to get for saying it. My number one go-to is what is the thing that your people desperately need to hear, but everyone else is too afraid to say? 
whatever that thing is, go and say that and say and find like a hundred different ways to say that thing and say that over and over again. And then tell me you don't have like a million content ideas after that. I always coach people. This is like, this sounds like dramatic, but <laughs> sometimes I use dramatic examples in coaching and people will be like, I just don't know what to post on social media. And it's like, that thought seems real to us. Like it feels really true, right? It's like, I don't know what to post. This is definitely true. And I'm like, if I were to give you a million dollars to pick up your phone right now and post something on Instagram, all of you would fucking have something to say. <laughs> It's like, you don't have to be onto yourself and be like, when your brain is offering you that thought of like, I don't know what to post, be like, is that really true? I bet you could think of something to post, right? The follow-up thought is usually, well, it's not good enough or it's not right or it used to be more like this. And that's where it's just like, no, like you just need to say something. Like you really need to just build the muscle. Like what Corlin was saying, it's like you get better at posting by posting. You need to build your posting muscle. Like stop trying to be good at it. Like that would be my biggest tip is like just be bad at it. Be a beginner at social media. Stop trying to be good at it and just understand like, like I'm going to have to, your brain's going to be like, it's not good enough. And that's not smart. And everybody already knows that. Nobody cares what you have to say. And it's like, that's fine. I'm just going to keep posting until I get better at it. I'm going to make 500 bad Instagram posts, right? We used to do this challenge in the mastermind where it was like they had to post every day for 30 days and the posts were supposed to be bad. And the reason I was telling them to do that was just because I knew if they started posting, they're not going to be bad at posting forever. <laughs> so so uh, those are like kind of my quick tips. Someone asked in the chat, they said for your tips about selling on social media for example what are some ways to create interest other than name dropping or doing a straight up walk through the curriculum without being too salesy i see corlin has things to say <laughs> I, yeah. I always say that like if you're trying they're not buying <laughs> yeah. um and that's kind of the mo that i take so my whole thing and like i think this does too in some ways depend on your niche or what it is that you are selling but people are not buying like the process of what you're selling. They're buying the outcomes. They're buying how their life, how their business, how their, uh, you know, their relationships, how their health is going to change as a result of that thing that you are selling. And therefore, if you are selling in integrity, meaning you're selling a product or something that supports someone through something you've already achieved or, or something you've already accomplished, then your day-to-day -day life is the sales. Right. So when I show up and sell on Instagram every day, I'm not sitting there being like, I wonder which module I should break down today. I'm like, no, what am I so grateful for in my life right now that I didn't have six months ago, that I didn't have a year ago, that I didn't have, you know, two years ago? And how can I share that in a moment of gratitude, in a moment of celebration for this and link it back to my product, right? So a really great example of this was today, someone had sent me, um, I was looking at like our monthly recurring revenue in Notion and I didn't have that statistic two years ago because Kajabi doesn't offer you the MRR unless you're doing subscription. I know, I have a very annoying Airtable. <laughs> I know, I know, right? We all have a very annoying Airtable somewhere. But I recently created a new one. And so for me, selling was just like, okay, I'm looking at my MRR. I'm going to take a photo of this. And I'm going to say, I'm so grateful I built this for myself because two years ago, this information would have been so helpful. And now we've got, you know, X number of sales in MRR. And it's all because of Design to Scale, which is our core program, right? So I'm just looking at the things that I'm doing in my life. Having time to be on this call is something I'm going to relate back to our core program once I get off of here, right? And I'm going, how do I share this in a way that feels really good? And when you're sharing from that place of gratitude, it never feels salesy. But your life today is the outcome that people desire. And so if you share your life, then it will naturally sell the thing that you're trying to sell without being salesy and without feeling like you're trying, right? There's a place for the other elements as well. But that's my go-to daily. I really love that. And I think for all of you guys too, like thinking about you have this product and then the social media is the marketing of the product. And I think that gets people twisted in their head. They're just like, I got to market my product. I need a marketing social media plan. And like what Coraline is saying, that just means showing them what is it like? Like if they lose the weight, if they follow through with their goals, if they hire you as a coach, if they put your systems for their business, if they start posting on social media regularly, whatever it is you're helping people do, what is it like? 
showing them what does it look like? What does it feel like? Right. Like showing them literally on Instagram, like, what does it look like? Like giving them a really clear picture of the outcome that you can get for them. Like that's some of the best marketing you can do. And I think social media is such a good place to do that. What about you, Carly? You have tips for them for talking about products and selling and doing sales on social media? My favorite thing to do, and it's like, I don't know, Coraline basically already talked about it, but I call it selling without selling because like, that's the thing. I'm so, I'm so sick of hearing, I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to sound sleazy. If you don't want to, then you won't. The more you try to somehow do it without sounding salesy, you're going to end up sounding salesy. My favorite example of this is that when I did a uh, VIP day with one of my clients and it was a YouTube VIP day, she wanted to know how she could use it to get more sales in her business. And I walked through at the end of it, like it was, it, it was uh, once in the morning, there was like a lunch break and then there was like the rest of the afternoon. So like during the lunch break, I went on my stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having a VIP day with some of my favorite clients and we're talking about X, Y, and Z and we already had this takeaway. I freaking love this. I got to hurry up and like finish my presentation for the next, whatever, like that idea. I did not say come sign up for VIP days. But what I did tell everybody is that I offer VIP days, that I offer them for YouTube, that I have a client, which already like when you say words like that, like they stand out to people, hold on. If those are things that are available, I could probably maybe sign up for one of those myself. That did not lead to more VIP day sales, but that did lead to several consults. It led to several one-off sessions. like. It led to other things. I never once said, come sign up for my stuff, come buy. All I said was, this is my experience. And for the people who are like, well, I haven't had clients yet. Why did you start? Why did you start doing this to begin with? Talk about your life. I talk about how two years ago I was in a basement with no plumbing and I make it all dramatic. And I know that that would shock everybody that I'm dramatic, um, but I make it like a whole big thing, right? And then I'm like, and I changed my life by doing what I teach you, by doing this simple thing. I break it down. That's it. And then I go about my day. The problem is that you're afraid of sounding annoying and you're afraid of saying it too many times because you want to get, because you don't want to get bored. And you're like, I need to come up with this new brand new thing. You just got to get used to getting really annoying and bored with your content. That's what it is. The more you try to like come up with 500 new things, the more confused you're going to make people. Find three to five things to say over and over and over again, and then find a hundred ways to say each of them. You don't need to be like this huge genius with 500 new ideas every day. You just take those things and you say them in a hundred different ways. That's it. That's what I think people get wrong about social media a lot is like, first of all, like the repetition, like people will be like, well, I tried to sell my product. And it's like, well, how many times did you talk about your product during a launch? And they'll be like twice. And I'm like, I talk about my stuff like twice before freaking breakfast. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, that's not like, that's not anything like on social media. I'm like the amount of repetitions of like literal reps you have to do. Like, it's not like you're going to show them the transformation one time and that gets into sales. It's really like, you have to nurture them. You have to like prove, you know what you're talking about. You have to show them the transformation. Like what Coraline was talking about. They need to see testimonials. They need to hear your program name. They need to like all of those things so many times. And I think people really underestimate the amount of marketing that we are doing. Like, like literally like just the sheer, like I look at like the sheer amount of times, like me and the team email, post, podcast, videos, clips, Instagram, like it is a lot. And I'm not saying you need to be doing a million things like you don't, but, uh, but I would start simple on one platform And don't kid yourself and think you're going to talk about a product one time and then everybody's going to know about it. Because the reality is, even if you have a huge following, a very small percentage of people are seeing your stuff. So if I talk about the product, I'm the only person that's reading all my emails, seeing every Instagram story, listening to the podcast. Like I'm the only person seeing all of it. The reality is only 30% of my list is opening those emails. Then we go over to Instagram. Only I don't even know what the percentage is on there. My reach on there lately has been like abysmal. I think it's like 100 people or something have been watching my stories lately, right? So it's like only a very, very tiny percentage of people that have followed me even see that. And so it's like you've got to say the same things over and over because not everybody is opening every email. Not everybody is watching every story you post. And so the repetition part, I think, is massively 
missed by a lot of people. And, and I'm not saying that to freak you guys out, but I really want to stress is like the importance of it being very simple, because if you need to think about that kind of volume and then you're telling yourself and every post must be very good, it's like, you're never going to get the volume you need. You'll never get the amount of content. Like I think about like everybody's saying in the chat, how good Coraline's account is. Think about how many times Coraline posts on Instagram in a year. Like, it's not like she's talking about design to scale twice a week. Like, that's not how she's having a multiple six-figure business on there, right? So that's my rant about that. What about you, Alice? You have sales tips for people that want to do sales on social media? Yeah, sales is all about your story mm -hmm. and getting good at telling your story and being comfortable in telling your story. So it's all about the transformation. You know, the teachings are the teacher. You're the teacher. You're you're telling everybody, you're communicating to everybody on social um, where you're at or what your product is that helps people. What are people missing and what is your product offer that helps them feel more complete in that or an obstacle that you're helping them overcome? It's, it's all about feelings. Like what were they feeling before and what are they going to feel now? What are they, what are you getting them to? And when you can uh, combine those kind of things, it um, will with that trust in you, in your story, that those are just really powerful tools. And it doesn't have to be like all fancy or like you have to write out all this stuff or make it such a big deal. Just like starting, like this is what uh, my product is. This is what it, what I, where I was before or where this client was before. And this is where they are now. Like, what is the feeling in that? What are the feeling that people are getting from that? And that can be a really powerful thing. And it doesn't have to be salesy. It doesn't have to be like fake. It's really genuinely and it, genuine and it's true. And you have like a lot of passion in that. And the other people have a lot of passion and it's connecting that. I'll say too, like the, the salesy part, like really kind of cracks me up because do you want to not be salesy or do you want to have a business? Because like, I'm a business owner, like I'm going to help you guys for free. We do a lot of stuff in the community that is free. We're selling like even the VIP tickets we're selling are like 10 bucks. I mean, that bundle we could sell for a lot more money. We do low ticket things and we do free things. And at the end of the day, I'm a business like I sell the mastermind and I sell like my coaching and that's my business, right. And so I think another thing to think about is like, the only difference between a business that's winning and is successful and a business that fails and shuts its doors and doesn't help anybody is the bottom fucking line. And like, you know, I think too, like reframing the salesy thing, it's like, why are you apologizing for being salesy if you're a business? Right. I think at the same time, it's like nice to have strategies that, you know, like we're saying are like interesting and engaging and storytelling and showing the transformation. I think there's ways to do it that are like a little higher level than just like, bye, bye, like ShamWow, like we're all the ShamWow guy. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> right. But I also think like that thought, like, I don't want to be salesy. I would look at that, like how Alice was talking about looking at your beliefs. Like, what do you think that means about you if you're too salesy? Like, does that mean people aren't going to buy? Does that mean you're gross? Does that mean you're greedy? Like I would look at like what's under, I would I'm a coach, right? So I would be all up under there if I were coaching you. For yeah, sure. and you can take that too. Like I have to be salesy, or I, or I have to find I have to sell in order to change people's lives. And if you're not going to sell, then you are not changing anybody's life, and you're not going to reach more people in your business. So you have to kind of change the that connection in your brain of like. I have to sell. I have to be so good at sales. I have to be the best I can at sales because then I can reach as many, like more people. The better I am at sales, the better, more people I can reach and change their lives. Yeah. I just did a weird, like little thought experiment with this lately. Cause I had this whole, I, I had like a midlife business crisis. I feel like I have like one a year. <laughs> and I was like, was I was that. like, I was like, everybody always says like the investment gets them better results. Like when you spend my, more money and I've had those experiences, but I had some experiences lately that were not that where I invested a lot and I didn't get that much out of it. And it may, I like, of course I'm me. Right. So I go like all extreme with everything. And I'm like, what if this is just bullshit and this is not true at all. Um, and we did some pay what you can scholarships in the mastermind. And I really thought they were going to get like the same level of results as the people that buy the vault. But that's not what happened. Like a lot of them didn't use the scholarship. And I was like, God damn it. And I don't think we fully tested it like to the full extent. Right. But I do think like 
you know, I think that both like lots of things can be true at the same time, right? I think there's like high ticket programs where you get very little ROI. I've definitely had that experience. I think there's low ticket pro products where you get very little ROI. I think there's people like some of the best people in my community I have do work exchange and don't fucking pay me anything and get tons of results and tons of value in there. And then, you know, some people we do scholarships and stuff and they don't use it as much as I think they would have if they had had to put that $97 a month down. Um, Cause I know it would be painful, a little painful for them. And there's something about that, that, that gets results. And all of that to say, it's like the, I do this with my trainer, right? It's like if, when I'm paying a trainer 200 bucks a month, it's a lot easier for me to work out. I don't like negotiate as much. I don't skip as much. I don't like allow myself to skip as much. It's easier for me to get the result because I'm financially committed. And so I do think there's something to like being good at sales and also being able to get transformations for people. If we're for real, if we're all for real about this and we actually want to help people and we actually want to get our clients transformations, we actually want people to get real results that are significant to them and change their lives in real ways. I think like being good at sales can be helpful, right? It can help people stay committed, do the work, get uncomfortable, and do things they wouldn't have normally done. And so someone wrote in the chat, like selling a service to your clients. And like, I do like believe that, right? For sure. What do you guys think about what else should we chat about? What else are the questions you guys have for them in the chat? Oh, Rebecca says, if you were starting over, how long would you wait to start selling via social? Would you start with a launch or evergreen social selling? I know we all have like different strategies. There's all different <laughs> ways of doing this. And I know Rebecca, you're in like BBD too, which has like a million sales strategies in it. But I'll let you guys... I'll let you guys share like what you would what you would do, because I think what all of us would do is different based on our own experiences. Right. So if you were starting over, Corlin, what would you do? Uh, if I was starting over and my goal was to get where I am, which is like an evergreen program, um, I would start selling right away. And I say that for a really important reason. I think that, you know, we have this mindset of like selling isn't service. I do believe that selling deeply is service. And I do think that there is a lot of, um, a lot to be said for building value. Like Alex Hermosi is big on that. I think he said he built his audience for like two years before he ever started selling something. And I think that that's great when you are Alex Hermosi and you have $100,000 plus in the bank and millions in clients happening. They're doing um, like $30 million a month. Like yeah, they're, they they're like have an obscene amount of- I've gosh. seen the behind the scenes of their business and it's wildly fascinating to, to study it, but we can geek out on that another day. Um, but for us, for most of us who are doing this as a way to support our families to break generational patterns, like you, you don't have that time and your people. And this is what I always say, like the people you're here to help don't have time to fucking wait for you. And I apologize for swearing, but they don't they don't have time to wait for you. And so, you know, I would be starting selling right away and I would be starting selling, you know, one to one coaching specifically. And that way you don't need a ton of people. I'm huge on like you don't need a large audience to sell. I have less than four thousand followers, I think, on Instagram, um, less than 100 people every day watch my stories and we make generous amounts of money every single year. So I don't think a lot is required. It's really about finding the right people. And so, you know, I think the two can go hand in hand. I think you should start posting and start selling at the same time. And I think that once you understand that posting and selling are the same thing, and there's no divide between the two in your mind, um, you know, this question doesn't really, it's, it doesn't exist after that wall is kind of broken down. Those two things aren't different to me. They're the same, right? So I right away, immediately for me personally. Yeah. If I were starting out and like, I didn't have an audience, like I don't, I, I think it would be hard to do a launch. Right. So I think what Corlin's talking about too, like if you don't have a big audience and you don't feel like you can get, getting a launch is like, you know, it gets harder and harder every year. This is what I'm always telling yeah. everybody. I'm like every year it gets harder. It's going to continue to be that way. Like by the way. Right. And you really got to like grab everybody's attention for a minute in a launch. It's like, hey, everybody, we're all going to do this thing or come to this workshop or watch this thing. But if you don't have any people there, there's not really any people to like grab. So I think the starting with the social selling, too, because it also gets you used to pitching and talking about what you're doing and telling your story and sharing the transformation. It's like those are skills like most people are not good at doing that. Right. Like I'm always like I was not good at sales when I started. I sucked at it. 
and I always say sales is like playing the violin, right? It's like you, you don't pick up the violin once and expect to be good at it. You need to do it a whole bunch of times. And so if I, even if we were going to launch a new program, I would give myself a minute to just practice talking about it, practice pitching it, getting good at, at communicating all of the messaging around it. Cause I do think it, for me, it takes a minute to like get good at really selling an offer. And I think doing it on social media is a good way to give yourself practice doing that all the time. Just kind of casually talking about the different things you teach. What do you think, Carly? What would you do if you were starting over? This is so funny. Cause I kind of am, um, I'm starting a new social account for like the um, uh, agency that I'm building out. But what I will say that around this conversation usually comes up with the, or starts out, the question that comes up, I can't fucking talk, Jesus. The question that comes up is like, well, I don't have a small, or I don't have a large audience, so I can't sell. That's not a question, that's a statement, Jesus. I can't talk today. But I'm, I'm telling you, go look at any single one of my social accounts. I don't have a large audience on any of them. Not one. So if you needed a, a large audience to sell, I would not be in a three bedroom house when two years ago I was in a basement with no plumbing. So that's one thing. But two, I say sell right away because you need to be respectful to the audience that you have. I'm so sick and tired of everyone complaining about wanting more, 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 more people. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm in your audience and you're over here crying because you don't have enough followers in your mind. That makes me feel like shit. It's like, oh, so I don't matter to you. I'm not important to you until you have a K in your number. I'm not important to you until, you know, I, until I'm like, have a comma there. It's like the comma thing. You can sell to your people and there are people in your audience, whether you have 20 people or 50 people. I don't even have 300 followers on Instagram and I make enough to make, to like make major things happen in my business. That happened because I started selling and because I started in the audience that I, and don't get me wrong. I want to be a whole media personality, okay? I want the silver play button on YouTube. I want a massive audience. I want a whole lot of things. But something I want more than that is a roof over my son and I's head. And I want to know that I did that on my own back and not building someone else's dream. That's what it was for me. And respecting the audience that you have goes hand in hand with selling. If you don't think the people in your audience want to pay you, then what makes them want to pay you when there's 10,000 of them? Start now. Fall on your face now when no one's watching your stories. Go on your stories and do the cringiest, most awkward sales pitch of your life, and maybe one or two people will see it. Don't start when you've got 500 people watching oh my you. my God. I did this. I just had a flashback, I feel like. I did this. I was like, oh God, I think I blocked this out. I was too scared to go on video, and I had this Facebook group. And I was like, I'm not going to go on live in the Facebook group until there's at least 500 people in there. Because I was like, it's just not worth my time. But really, I was just fucking scared of going on camera, right? And then I had to practice my first live videos in a Facebook group with 500 people. <laughs> it was like the worst. It was the worst. I forgot all about that. Don't do that. <laughs> not good. I'm but like, yeah, I like wish I would have done these cringy ass videos months ago when nobody was in here. <laughs> it's like, I wish I had to go make you better. In here. <laughs> so that way, even if you have zero people in your audience right now, like let's say you start a brand new Instagram account today and there's yeah. zero people in your audience, go live. Like I swear to God, just go live and make it the most embarrassing thing you've ever done. Do the ahs and ums and uhs and likes every five seconds. Get it out of your system and then do it again tomorrow. Then by the time people are watching, you've gotten the worst part out of your out of the way. So whether you make sales or not, start selling right away. And get it out, like get that out of the way, because then you're already, you know, 10 steps ahead from when, where you were. Sorry, I could like yeah. go on this for hours. I think you like up. starting okay. to sell right away helps people with the posting too. Cause a lot of times the people that are like, I don't know what to post and I don't know what to say. It's like, they don't know what they're selling. And then it ends up like being very confusing. And what I end up see happening is they build an audience and then they end up selling like, I don't know, a class on dog walking or something. But this whole time they've been like talking about all this other stuff. And it's like, maybe not everybody that followed them cares about this thing they're selling now. So I think it's easier to build an audience that is interested in what you're selling when you're pitching and selling because you're just more focused on it. And you're going to end up posting content that's interesting to the people that would want to buy that. What about you, Alice? If you were starting over, what would you do? Would you sell right away or would you wait or... What would your kind of game plan be? Yeah. So two things. I think the first thing that came to mind, you know, Rebecca asked this question. I would say if, you know, she was, I was on a video with her and we were doing a coaching call. I'd say, 
the question you're asking, you know, if you're starting over, how long would you wait to start selling via social? Why are you asking that question? Mm -hmm. You know, what's coming up in you? What are you waiting for? You know, are you waiting for the right thing to do? You like unpacking that in yourself and in your business and in your journey right now. Like, you know, there's, there might be an obstacle there. Um, and for, for yeah. me, um, the second thing is I did start over. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. You starting over right now. So. <laughs> I did not think. Yeah. So, um, social media game has definitely changed in the last <laughs> whatever, um, since they're very different businesses that I have. Yeah. So, so I think that, um, when I would start I would just start doing it, start posting, start selling, find your story, find, um, the one, one thing that you're selling when you're, if you're just beginning and, and stick with that, like, like what you're saying, Faith, don't go like selling dog walking. And then this and that it's like, you're sticking to your brand and who you are and what you're doing and the feeling that you're getting from your branding. Right. And then, um, like you just have to start selling and start posting um, in order to see what sticks in order to see what works. And for, uh, Cape and apron, uh, for me, my first business, it was like three years in that. It was like, okay, I, I've, you know, you have to go back and see what's working. You can't just keep doing it and keep doing it and not reevaluate. You have to see which posts are doing best. You have to see which keywords, see what, like you really have to learn. Um, and in order to learn, you just have to do, and you have to do a lot. And the more you do, and the more you post, and the more you sell, the more you can go back and analyze your results. And yeah. that, that, that give and take, and that's um, doing that, those two actions, um, the act and then uh, debrief are just the secret sauce to like where you're going to get in your business. And you have to do both and you have to do both a lot. Yeah, that's what we do in the mastermind too, right? And we always we always talk about that. But one of the thoughts I give them, people will be like, what if this doesn't work? What if I do a launch and it doesn't work? Or what if I post on social media and it doesn't work? And it's like, well, you need to know that. Like, go get the data. That's good information for you to have. Like, if, if something's not going to work, like in your business, don't you want to know that? <laughs> no. like, like, you want to find out what doesn't work as fast as you can so you can get to what does work. And the thought I always give people is like, your brain's going to be like, what if it doesn't work? And you just are, you talk back to your brain, right? You're like, I need to go get the data. We're just collecting data. Like, I don't know if it's going to work. That's why we're collecting data. And we just make it about collecting data. Megan has a really good question. She says, she's going through some serious instability. So I'm hesitant to host a live event, which is usually how I do my sales. Any advice for how to sell when you're not sure how you'll be able to show up each day? You guys have some tips? <laughs> Corlin wants to go. <laughs> Well, this is like my favorite part, right? This is where the systems come in. It's like, you've done a lot of messy action. You've figured out what's starting to work. Okay. So we know live video works for you. This is great. We've looked at the data in our community. We say data is your daddy, right? So <laughs> that's, that's our phrase is data is your new daddy. Like your business is trying to tell you things, right? Like it's trying to get you to listen and you can figure out what works faster. Um, and so the, you know, the, the next step is to go, okay, well, Things are starting to be unstable in my life. And now I need my business to be stable to support that instability. And so we have to can, like look at the funnel and start to add the, uh, the systems into it, right? So let's say, okay, we're always going live on, I, Megan's big on TikTok. So let's just say Megan's going live. Megan's on gone huge on TikTok lately. It's crazy. Yeah, it's you said she has 250,000 followers on it. I know. I, I was like, what's happening? That's insane. <laughs> I love, love to see it. Right. So then the question then becomes like, okay, so we know these lives are driving sales. Well, can we go back and look at the lives and look at what are we talking about? What are people, what questions are people asking? And can we pre-record something that people can tune into? Or can we use a system like this, like Faith is using right now to take one of our past lives and restream it when we're not hanging out there so that it's continuing to work for us, right? So it's like, where is the, the tech piece? Where is the system that I can put in place to remove myself from this system momentarily to see if I can get the same output? Because once you do that, you've changed your funnel, you've changed your system. You now need to look and go, okay, 
what were the results of this and how can I make this better, right? How can I improve this element of this piece? Um, you know, cause a webinar is going to be very different than you just like showing up talking live, but a platform like webinar jam can really start to mimic that if we really needed it to, where people are kind of opting in, the chat is still going up. Right. Um, and this can be used to stream on to TikTok, something that's pre-recorded or something that you've done before. So it's really like looking at what's worked, figuring out a way to kind of repeat that element and doing so by with, while also removing yourself, which is usually going to require you to put some systems in place and then trust that they're going to work, right? Because most of us will do that. We'll walk away and we'll go, it's not going to work. Everything's going to fall apart. It's not going to happen. And it's like, you also have to believe in the systems. You have to believe that the work that you've done is going to support you. Um, and, you know, ask God, divine spirit, the universe to show you how good it can get when you do that because it can get really good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good like it's a it's it's an interesting problem to have to solve, right? And I would say too like go on those live videos and look at the messaging because a lot of times it's not that you're live or not live. A yeah. lot of times for some of us like I'm this way too. Like I'm really good at sales on live video. They do really well for us when people come live, like we make more money, right? But I'm always looking back on those videos and being like what am I talking about here versus like in the email and versus on the sales page? And like, um, I think there was definitely a time where the marketing that was on the sales page and the marketing we were writing about in the emails was not the same messaging that was on the live video. When I was talking to people about like, look, like you, we're not meant to do this by ourselves. This is hard. Like you need support. If you want to do this, I have a support group. Right. Like, and I was saying that type of messaging on video, but when I looked at like our actual written marketing, it was like what I thought should be on the sales page. <laughs> like it wasn't that. And so the other thing you can do, Megan, if you had a good live launch is look at like, what was I actually saying to them? And like, that maybe is missing when we're doing the, the not, if you're not selling like over email, but you're selling during the launch, right? It's like, look at what are the discrepancies there too. Yeah. What about you, Carly? Oh, I guess it's on the um, systems. <laughs> the, I mean, it's not as good as Coralith. Like, she's got like the whole system that basically breaks down exactly what I was going to say. But I love the idea of like the repurposing, the like restreaming a most successful live. I think that's really good. I think something else you can do is to go to that same live. And if it's already vertical, if you're already doing it in the vertical format, this will be easy to do too, is chop it up and grab, if you're answering someone's question, if like Susie asks you, you know, this question that got a lot of engagement when you answered it, pull that piece of it and then post that as a standalone TikTok or a reel, you know, send that to your email list, like pull apart those things. Um, I don't know. I think you still have a podcast. Like you can pull that audio and be like, it's limited time up on the podcast. The other thing you can do, and like I get this I'm not facing the same I'm not pregnant with twins normal every pregnant again but like so I'm, I can't speak to that part of it <laughs> mother anyway y'all are incredible because absolutely not um but it's like on the energy on your on your high energy days have a plan already in place to go okay I feel really good I'm gonna spend 30 minutes filming as many TikToks as I can and then that way when I don't want to do anything and I'm hiding from my kid in the bathroom and I'm just like doing my business I can edit and post really quick like that way it's already done, but don't wait until you're like in those high energy moments. Sorry, it's a fidget, by the way. It's a little alien fidget. I was like, man, I'm holding this random green thing. Um, but like, don't wait until you're like, okay, I can post, like I can record like five TikToks easy. And then you use the energy that you have to plan it out. And then you're like, well, screw this. Now my kid is screaming and I got children inside of my body and I don't know what to do. Like, don't wait for that. Have a plan in place, like a list of content ideas that are already outlined. And you're like, okay, cool. These are all related to my launch. I'm going to batch record a bunch of these and then post them when I'm not feeling like doing jack. Like maybe you can have your VA do it at set times or you can just choose to do it throughout the day. If you already have the content done at time, like you already have an outline and then you can use your high energy or, uh, moments throughout the day, five minutes, 15 minutes, you can get a whole lot of content cranked out and then you can edit and hit publish later when you can't get out of bed. That's like, well, that's what I've done because I have, um, uh, my crap. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it switched your camera. Anyway, I'm so sorry, you guys. Anyway, 
Um, and then you just roll with it. When all the tech goes to shit, you just roll with it. Um, but yeah, so like have that idea, have those ideas ahead of time and record them. And then you can edit and post at a later time. Use your high energy moments. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was like, where did I go with this? Because I have, I really struggle with anxiety and depression and it's really bad right now. And so I cannot rely on myself to really stick to my office hours because my brain is just in the garbage right now. Mm-hmm. By having a list of content ideas that I've already outlined, they're already ready to go. I just have to film. I can have the moment of like, okay, let me film. And then I can just go back to feeling like crap later when I edit and post. That's where I was going with that before I got distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this, Megan, too. It's interesting. She just said, like, I don't know if I have hangups around repurposing or if my reasons for doing it are legit. But I was going to say to you, like, you already have some successful launches under your belt. You don't need to be remaking the content for the launch. So, like, we don't, I don't write new launch emails every time we open the mastermind. I just reuse the other emails and then I write maybe two. Like, so we send like a ton of emails during the launch, but I'm not writing all of those ahead of time. Right. And so if you have a couple of successful launches, it's like, yeah, you can reuse the videos from them. You can reuse workshops you've done. You can reuse trainings. You can reuse copy. Like you, you don't need to be reinventing new things. I like making new things for you guys. Like we do, I do a fair amount of that. I feel like every year, but we also have old things too, that we still use and like really, really love. So I would look at repurposing some of that. And what about you, Alice? You have tips for launching, launching when you're feeling like crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, first off, I wanted to say, Megan, I am so sorry that you're going through um, serious instability. That sounds hard. And uh, I know a, a lot of us here, I mean, I I struggle with that sometimes too. And and lately, you know, the summer has been tough. We've all gone through just hard stuff. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's like, yeah, how do I show up in my business when I feel like like my life is going shit, <laughs> you know? And uh, especially live because what you're bringing to the table is um, an outpouring, you know, to help others. And sometimes we feel a, such a lack in ourselves. So how can we show up in that, in that wholeness with our audience, uh, with your sales? And I think there's, um, a couple of different things, you know, so, cause I have had this too. You, you wrote that question. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> like how, how did I do that? <laughs> All the depressed girlies unite. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I have, um, yeah, have some things in my life that I'm, working through and have had serious days where it's just like, can't get out of the covers, you know, in, in my past and in this, this summer. So, um, for that, like, you know, if you have instability in your life and then, you know, a business where there's instability too, you don't have those systems yet, like how to move forward. And I think like, um, uh, doing mental work first, it would be helpful. So then that's how, how I have been moving forward. (laughs) Like what is a helpful thing? So what would be, what would showing up right now look like for me? Like there's instability. I can't do this today. I'm feeling limited in this. So what does showing up today look like for me? And how can I make that enough? So not just like, how can I show up today, but make that enough for me, for me as a person and for my audience and for what I'm doing in my life. And then, um, you know, what thoughts would be helpful? So like, what are, instead of saying like, uh, focusing on like, I can't do this today. I am so overwhelmed today. Um, I feel like I, I, I won't be able to show up turning that around. Like what, what are helpful? Focusing on those thoughts are not helpful. So what can help me today showing up for this or this week when I want to do my live event on Thursday? Like what in my brain can I tell myself that will that I can believe that will get me to that or get me through this day or get me through this minute to in order to to um, be, have a helpful paving your way helpful to towards that goal. And then um, how can I solve for this? So like if you have instability in your life, just like everyone said here, like how can you specifically solve for this, for this issue or like for, 
your life right now and how it looks not it doesn't have to be an issue like this is the reality like you know i have kids they have some have health issues we have stuff going on and then instead of for me like instead of focusing on like what i don't have and what i wish things were focusing on like this is what it is right now now how can i solve for this how can i uh organize my business like your social and your posting and the things that I am doing in a way that can solve for the instability in the future and then now. Yeah, that would this went so fast. I just looked at it. It's 258. I thought we had talked for like 10 minutes. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I want to give time for you guys to just tell everybody where to find you. Um, if you have a free thing you want to promote, we can send it out with the replay. If you guys want to opt in, we have an opt in where you can get reminders about the show each week and then you get freebies from all the guests. So I will put the link for that in the chat and I'll let you guys just tell everybody where we can stalk you, where we can find you, where should we follow you, um, where can we go become big fans of yours, all the things. I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, Corlin Hazelwood, you can find me at Corlin Hazelwood on Instagram and on YouTube. And you can also find our podcast designed to sell, which uh, is more like business mixed with personal life. And it's been so funny because your girl's been back in the dating scene. So if any of y'all are single and uh, wanting to hear my wild dating adventures and the things I learn about business through that, then, you know, that's definitely the place you want to head. But for the most part, you'll find me, um, on instagram for sure yeah that's awesome so you guys definitely have to go stock corlin's pot i'm like i have to know all the tea <laughs> oh, do I have tea for you, the night i had was an interesting one that's for sure <laughs> okay <laughs> what about you guys you guys have any dating podcasts i'm just kidding <laughs> carly where should we stalk you uh, really quick, I just want to say I listened to today's episode on the way home from dropping my son off this morning. And yeah, you just want to go listen to it. Jesus Christ, go listen to it. Um, I've been single for eight years and I needed this in my life so bad. Um, anyway, uh, you can find me at that content nerd on just about any platform. I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can also find the That Content Nerd podcast. So original, I know. Um, basically, I think if you Google That Content Nerd, all one word at this point, all my stuff should show up. But Lord knows. Anyway, that content nerd just about anywhere. If you find a girl with raw, with normal colored hair, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wrong place. Wrong place. And then what about you, Alice? Where should we stalk you? At uh, Instagram. So my handle is wildflowersgrow.co. That's where I'm most active. Um, Facebook too. And then, um, yeah, my if you want to reach out to me, webs on my website or my email but you can just message me or dm me on instagram we all have colored hair here don't we <laughs> yeah i think so Portland's <laughs> like red she's but yours is so bright and pretty right now every time i see her on instagram i'm like hair goals hair goals <laughs> i love your hair goals what do you mean <laughs> i know we have like a hair goals community i feel like a lot of people with good hair in my community we love to see it <laughs> don't look all at right, my hair guys. right now it's getting done tomorrow like don't look at it right now it's so bad but tomorrow hair goals no, it's good. Your so we need good. to find you on Instagram to see. Yeah, everybody yes. go follow to see the transformation. <laughs> I'm doing a free workshop on Monday. It's called Work Less, Make More. I'm really excited about it. You guys should come. We're also opening the vault for the Mastermind membership, which is our yearly membership. And we're doing our biggest bonus package we've, I think, ever offered, which is really insane because you guys know. I feel like we've really hooked you guys up in there this year. <laughs> But I'm always like doing the most over here. So we're doing our biggest bonus package we've ever offered. And that will be available on Monday. So we're really, really excited. We're working a lot on it behind the scenes, getting it all ready for you guys, getting excited for new people to come in there, all the things. I'm going to be doing Power Hour every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I put the link for the chat if you want to get the reminders, you want to get freebies from all of our guests and all that stuff. So that is that. Anybody have a mic drop? I feel like we should do like one mic drop. What would you say to somebody who's like, that's nice for you guys, but I still can't do it. <laughs> somebody give a little nice little mic drop moment before we head out. Not to put everybody on the spot.
I'll I'll give a like an affirmation. Things that, since I think we all kind of bonded over instability. <laughs> Let's like be hard, man. Let's really be. I'm always like life. Really be life in lately. You know, it's like it could like it could take a step back. Like, could- how many planets are in the microwave? Like, what are we doing out there, God? Like, what? How many planets do you got going the opposite direction right now? Because uh, we're feeling it. But I always say, and I think it's a big thing in our community too. Like. I make money even on my worst days. Like I don't have to feel amazing to make an impact. I make money even on my worst days. I am so unbelievably supported when I take care of me. Like there's so much evidence that I am supported all around me. Money flows to me every single day, especially when I'm not feeling well. And that's why I built this business is so like my life can be a little bit unstable and I'm going to let God, divine spirit universe show me through my business that I am supported, that I am capable, that I am of value, that like all of these things, right? Like I make money even on my worst possible days is something that has just constantly been confirmed to me. And I, and I always am looking for that evidence in my life that that is true. Amen. There you go. Mic dropped. All right, you guys. I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for being here. We'll see you guys next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.